It has been way too long to have the chance to visit with the head basketball coach at St. Louis University. That is Travis Ford. When, not if, but when we get to basketball on the college scene here in St. Louis, his team is loaded. We will get to that in just a moment. But first of all, Coach, uh, I hope that you and your family and everybody with the Billikens is safe and healthy and that you're doing well. How are things going? Well, I agree. It has been too long. and It's great to be on with you. Everybody's, you know, everybody's good. Um, you know, obviously during these unprecedented crazy times, uh, silver lining is, you know, I got to spend time with my family for three months. Uh, all three kids were home and uh, we got great family time for about three months. And uh, something, gosh, we haven't done in who knows how long. Um, but for the most part, uh, our, my family's been safe. Uh, our team has, uh, has done well and, and been healthy, uh, for the most part. And, you know, every day, you know, every day we're, we're concerned every day. We're trying to go by all the protocols and guidelines and making sure the first and foremost priority is to try to keep these young men uh, safe, uh, the best we can while getting an education, while practicing. It's a challenge, but and needless to say, it's a challenge. And you know, but everybody's going through it, and there's no, there's no playbook for this. Uh, but uh, you know, I've been proud of our guys so far. How often are you on the phone with assistants, other head coaches? It's a close knit fraternity. Whether it's in football, pro, college basketball, and saying, "Hey, how are you guys doing this? What are you doing?" Yeah. I mean, there's no playbook, right? So how do how do you guys try to do this? And are you talking to a lot of other guys? That's interesting. You bring it up. You're 100 correct. Uh, that that's what we're relying on is each other because none of us know. But we're trying to use each other's experiences. It first started back. We'll go back three, four months ago. Where I, you're 100 correct. I was calling football coaches that I knew. How's it going? Because they were already getting ready for a season. They thought. Um, and how, how, how's it going? I was talking to ADs that I knew throughout the country and asked how the football, because we all thought, all right, football is going to be ahead of basketball. We're all going to get to see how that goes. And, uh, we are, so we are getting to see how it goes right now. Uh, so now, oh gosh, Dan, I'm probably on the phone with six, seven college coaches a day talking about scheduling, trying to figure this out, talking about what their practices are looking like. But what's interesting about this whole thing that, you know, a lot of people, when we start talking about scheduling, every team seems like has a different guideline protocols that they can do based on what their city or state is allowing, allowing them to do. I was just going to ask you that. Yeah. So everybody's got different rules, uh, you know, uh, which are, which is causing problems uh, as far as trying to put together a schedule, um, you know, some people right now are, you know, wouldn't be able to play home games. I've talked to some teams, they said, because right now they're not letting anybody get together and making everybody wear a mask if there's more than 10 people together. So you can't play a game in mask. You're not going to play a game in mask. We're practicing in mask right now, but we're not going to be playing games in mask necessarily. Um, you know, I know like the city of New York, there's so many, you know, you got to quarantine for so long when you come in, got to quarantine when you – uh, Lee, different things like that. So they're having some serious scheduling problems. But it's interesting to hear all the different, you know, things that are going on throughout the country that is, you know, everybody's going by different different rules, so to say. I can't imagine how you're trying to get a schedule because sometimes these things, and correct me if I'm wrong, Coach, but they're done certainly a year out, sometimes two, sometimes three 
and you're trying to get this thing done in weeks. How are you trying to schedule? How is it all coming about? Yeah, we had our schedule done for for this cut for this season. We were done at the end of May, right. completely done, and had one of the best schedules we thought we could have put together. Very very challenging, top ranked teams, top named teams, uh, had great teams coming into Shafitz, and then about three weeks ago, we had to just throw that in the trash can, um, and you almost had to start all over again uh, because they came out with new rules on when our start date was they moved back the season two weeks they limited the amount of games we can play from 31 to 27 um but then also some of the teams that we had on our schedule are not playing non-conference games they're only playing league games so you lose that team uh a lot of teams that were in 18 game conference schedules their league goes to 20 or 22 conference schedules so they had to drop us so basically we've had to start from scratch we did we, we were able to keep boston college that we had Boston College is coming in here on December 12th, so that was a game we had scheduled. That That is, at, at this point, is still uh, a, a go. Uh, Orlando, as of today, that's, you know, right now we're trying to figure that out. It looks like we still most likely are going to start our, our season in Orlando at, at Disney uh, at, at their arena where the NBA is being played right now. That could change. Who knows? That could change. But right now, that's what it looks like as of today. Um, you know, we still have one or two games to go, which is actually good compared to what I'm hearing from everybody else. But it, uh, it's just, this is just crazy, crazy times in so many ways. In terms of not getting too far into it, but testing and those kind of things, how are the kids handling all those difficulties with uh, what we're all dealing with, with sports teams, professional, non-professional teams, and testing just to get on the court or the field? Well, I'll start out by saying, you know, we've been, I think, very fortunate that, um, you know, Chris May, our athletic director from day one, starting back way back when this all started, has, has been an incredible leader for our athletic department and putting together guidelines, protocols, testing. Um, it, it's been very, very impressive to watch. Chris May's done an incredible job leading during this time and keeping all the coaches and athletes and everybody's, uh, you know, health at the very, very top. Same thing with our president of the university, Fred Pastello. Uh, you know, it was just during quarantine times, uh, you know, over the last six months or so, constant emails giving us updates, giving us information. Uh, it's just from from a guy who, you know, I like studying leadership, different things like that. It's been impressive to me to watch, you know, uh, these guys lead uh, our university uh, during these tough times. With that said, our guys have done a great job. They understand, you know, we need to wear masks. We understand that. They understand they can't be going out to parties and things like that. Uh, they understand that we're going to be testing. We are testing, you know, quite a bit, uh, you know, and they're very accept accepting of it. Uh, they want to stay healthy. They want to play. Um, and it's something that we address every single day as far as, you know, the things we need to do to try. And there's no guarantees, as we've seen, right, Dan? There's no guarantees. You can do everything right, and it's still something could happen. Um, but uh, I think our team's handled it pretty well. Travis Ford is my guest, and you have a team that's coming back with experience, and you think about guys that come back that have four years, a chance at four years, and that are elite players, Hassan French, Jordan Goodwin. I'm going to throw Perkins in there, and you've got guys that have you know two and three years' experience coming back. You have to be thrilled 
even though with the circumstances that we're talking about, they're pretty tough, but you got to be thrilled with the team on the floor that you have coming back in 2020-21. Well, we are, and, you know, we're hoping it does, uh, it, it, it does give us, we're hoping some type of advantage that we do have a little bit of an experienced team during these times because, you know, uh, everybody was away from each other for so long and it was limited practice times and things like that. So hopefully our experience can pay off, uh, and, 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 and give us uh, some, some little advantage, but you know, you know, we do have great seniors, no question, great seniors, uh, proven seniors. And that's one of the reasons I think there's, is, uh, big expectations for this team, but also Dan, one of the things I love about our team right now is the makeup of the whole roster. And what I mean by that is the balance of the roster. We sit here and talk about these older guys, but we have eight players that are underclassmen in the freshman and sophomore class. And when I'm talking, and I'm talking about guys in the freshman sophomore classes are like Gibson Jimerson, Fred Thatch, Jimmy Bell, TJ Hargrove, Yuri Collins, and some freshmen that, uh, you know, uh, that you guys are going to love to watch play. Markai Strickland. Uh, Andre Lawrenson, Philip Russell. You know we've got some we got some guys, some some younger guys on our team that are going to play significant significant roles uh, this year, but they're still underclassmen. So the balance of our roster, the balance of our team is really strong right now. How about Jimerson? How does he look coming off the injury? Hundred percent. He he and both Fred Thatch are back practicing, been practicing for a long time. Uh, you would never know any difference. Uh, you, you know, Gibson is uh, healthy, looks great, lost a little bit of weight. Fred Thatch, same thing. Uh, both these young men are playing very well in practice every day. Hargrove is – I just – this guy's an athlete coach. As you well know, you see him every day. I'm excited about his second year with you. Just tell us a little bit about the summer, what that was like, and then going into this next year. Yeah, you know, TJ's uh, really playing well right now, really shooting the ball from the perimeter extremely well. You know, he's going to be a tough guy to keep off the court because he can play so, you know, so many uh, different positions. Um, but, you know, again, you know, we've got to look back at last year and say, all right, we were playing really good basketball. You know, the last month of the season, last month of this month and a half of the season, we were probably one of the hottest teams in the country. Uh, so we've got to look at, all right, we were playing good, but how do we go from good to great? How do we take the things that we were doing well at and even improve on those. Because we can't look back and just think it's automatically going to happen just because we did play well last year. That's not the way these things work. We can learn from last year, but we've got to improve on them. So, you know, our big theme right now is we got to go from good to great. And we got to figure out what that means uh, and areas we can improve on. We know free throw shooting is something that's got to improve. You know, uh, we know that we can hopefully – shoot the ball better from the perimeter. Well, I think Gibson, Jimerson, Fred Thatch is going to help us do that. So that's an area we can even get better at. Um, so there's a lot of areas we think we can get better at to help us become a great team. Coach, I'm curious about this. You're a guy that lives, breathes, eats basketball. You're always recruiting. So the summers are important to you this fall, this winter, getting out, watching kids, being in their living rooms or being at their games, those kind of things. That's so important for you and your staff. How are you able to do that with, with what's going on? How do you stay connected and, and recruit? How do you do those things? Well, it's interesting. They're not. We can't do that. The NCAA is prohibiting us from leaving campus to recruit. We cannot recruit. Uh, we have not been able to recruit uh, since, uh, I guess, February. We've been 
off the road and they've actually put in a, a ban up until January 1st and then it will be revisited. So we are not getting out recruiting anytime soon. Uh, all we can do is talk on the phone. We can do Zoom calls with recruits and, you know, look at them face to face that way. You know, you know, it's really, really difficult. And you know who I hate it for? I hate it for the players, these high school players. I hate it for seniors uh, and even some juniors that are not going to be able to be watched uh, by college coaches. And this is happening in football as well right now. Uh, it, it, I really feel bad for the players uh, being able to get recruited. It's, it, it's really at a disadvantage to try to get a scholarship for some of these young men and women. Um, for us, you know, luckily, as I mentioned, we're in pretty decent shape. We do have some scholarships and we are actively, obviously, recruiting never, ever stops. Uh, we got our eye about on everything, but again, we got eight players uh, in the uh, freshman and sophomore class that we believe in uh, very, very highly. So, but recruiting is the uh, same thing. It's a different day in recruiting right now. And I'll wrap it up with this, Coach. When it first hit, how did you stay in contact with all your kids when, when they you know, had to disperse and get off campus? As you mentioned, you're a hot team, and all of a sudden, boom, everything hits. They got to get o go home or go wherever they're going to go. Um, and you're, you know, you're, you're as hands-on as it gets. Guys are over at your house. You're having dinners. You're having fun with them. You know, that had to be so tough. What, what, what were you able to do with, with your staff and with the kids? Yeah, it's been tough. Um, it, it's been hard because I am a, uh, a look-you-in-the-eye type person. I enjoy being around my coaches. I enjoy being around my players away from the court. I like putting my arm around them. Uh, I enjoy that. That's and it's something that is important to me. And uh, I'm I'm all about those relationships. And uh, you know, for three months, uh, almost four months, uh, we were all away from each other. It's the first time for me, it's happened in probably forty years that I wasn't around a team on a daily basis. What we did, we were doing Zoom calls probably two to three times a week where we would all get on, we would talk about different things going on in the world, a little bit of everything. Uh, but that was the best way to stay connected and really the only way to stay connected uh, as a team together. Obviously, we were talking to guys individually on the phone and doing FaceTimes and stuff like that. But we were together, we were doing Zoom calls probably a minimum to three times a week uh, during that three to four month span. Wow. Coach, you're the best. Keep it up, and uh, we'll catch up hopefully weekly. And uh, let's get the schedule done, and let's uh, see Billiken basketball this year. Uh, sounds great. Sounds great. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You got it. That's Travis Ford, head coach of the Billikens.